Hey everybody, it's your old pal Sig again, and it has been, man, two weeks almost since I put out an episode, which I apologize. Uh, I know I said I was going to get on my every Monday, but the end of October sort of just threw me all sorts of out of whack. Now I'm getting back uh, in the groove. Siggy's getting his groove back, and I'm going to try to definitely get him out like at least one episode every Monday and then possibly surprise episodes throughout the week. Yeah, October was really great, and now we're in the latter half of the year where it seems like every holiday just uh, smacks you in the face all at once. (laughs) But hey, pumpkin spice though, am I right? Because I fucking love pumpkin spice. I don't care how basic it is. I fucking love anything pumpkin. (laughs) But anyways, uh, this episode, I've been doing a lot of thinking and, you know, a lot of philosophizing. And, you know, I I was in some pretty upset moods and I wrote down the whole thing and then I went back and, you know, so this episode is, uh, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. It's a little blunt. It's a little honest, but I think we really got to start taking a look at ourselves and be really honest with ourselves if we want to grow and progress. And a big part of spirituality is, you know, seeing the threads that tie all of your life situations together. And if you start paying attention, you'll realize that many seemingly unrelated situations in your life are trying to teach you the same lesson. A big theme in my life lately has been sweeping things under the rug. So many situations in my life revolve around sweeping things under the rug, and I just it just dawned on me. Uh, I wrote the first draft of this episode, and I was really angry and upset, but after I calmed down, I was able to reread what I was saying in a different mindset and see the truths that came out when I was angry. Remember, spirituality and life in general is not all love and light. (laughs) We have lessons to learn from the shadow as well. That's why it's there. It's there to teach us and is a very important part of life. So everybody is always like, love and light, man. I always say love, light, and shadow. It's cheesy, but, you know, like I've said before, that's where all the new age religions are, I think, fail because they're all about just love and light. But now it's actually the whole picture. Duality, man. But uh, I came up with points I never would have thought about had I not been in an angry and upset headspace. But I think it's imperative that we stop lying to ourselves. We have to stop burying our bullshit and just thinking it goes away. It's time to wake up. Since I became sober, I've done a lot of reflecting on why I became an alcoholic in the first place. And, you know, I'm actually very grateful for experiencing the darkness of addiction because actually having had that experience... I have a perspective that can be very difficult to achieve because some people never make it back from that dark place. It's almost impossible to understand addiction if you've never experienced it, and being addicted to drugs or alcohol is a very overt example of addiction, but it might shock you to know that most people are addicted to something in some form or another. (gasps) We have to take a good, long, uncomfortable look at ourselves if we're ever going to grow and find fulfillment. I'm Sig Neutron, and this is... So, let's get honest. We're collectively creating a world that no one wants to live in. So, of course, we'd have addiction problems. I took a six-year vacation from this life. Six years of drinking myself into oblivion. I try to remember those six years, and honestly, it's a blur. You know, the only thing that pulled me back was actually reconnecting with spirituality. 
I've put so much work into fixing myself this year and it's been fucking horrid. It's been awful, it's been uncomfortable, it's been very challenging, but you know what? Through it all, I finally found myself again. I stopped running and I finally faced the bullshit head on. I owned up to all the bad decisions I've ever made. I claimed it. I took responsibility for it. And with that responsibility came great power. After six years of being in the drunken abyss, do you know what I came back and found? The reason why I left in the first place. I was drinking myself to death because it was easier than facing the truth. Think about it. We've created a world where self-destructing is more fucking appealing than actually trying to live. Why is that? Well, here's the sad, simple truth. The majority of people aren't putting in the work to better themselves because they don't see anyone else doing it. I came back to a world where people think I'm crazy because I've reconnected with spirit. (laughs) A world where my art that I work so hard to share with the world is censored because of self-imposed mental prisons. I've plugged back into a world only to find the majority of the human race disconnected. A world of limitation, a world of restriction, hate, and confusion, and frustration. Of course I became an alcoholic, because who wants to live in a world like that? You know what I've learned this year? After getting sober and taking a break from the world to find myself, to put in the work on myself so that I can live a more fulfilling life for not only myself, but for those around me, and to ultimately be a better member of the human race, I learned that once you find yourself and become happy and comfortable and excited in your own skin, it's really easy to keep that momentum until you start interacting with more people. The more people you interact with, the more problems, and the more problems, the more complicated everything gets until you realize you've gotten caught up in everyone else's bullshit and you've forgotten about your own unhappiness, and if no one around you is actively working on themselves, then it's really hard to keep that momentum. We're all so important to one another in ways that sometimes we don't even realize. You never know who you're inspiring or breaking down because the way you live your life. And yeah, it's not your responsibility to look out for everybody, but also we we all have people that we care about, and sometimes we don't realize how our lives affect them. I haven't seen it yet, but I keep seeing the line from the film The Joker. Uh, It's like, I used to think my life was a tragedy, but now I realize it's a comedy. It's so true. Think about it. Nothing has any meaning, and nothing has any context except the ones we give it. Like throughout history, think about past generations. They used slang words, and they had things that were really important to them back in the day that we wouldn't even understand now. And in the future, what is important to us now is going to be completely different. People won't even understand us. It's just all of the we, the, bleh, the people alive today are assigning the meaning to anything. The world is only complicated because we've made it that way. We've become the wardens of our own prisons, slaves to the systems that make us unhappy. We're all playing a game that no one wants to play, a shitty game that we wrote the fucking rules to. Why are we even playing at this point? Because someone told us we had to? And when anybody sees the bullshit for what it is and walks away from the table, the world shames them and makes them feel like they are the crazy ones. I don't know about you, but I think that's fucking hilarious. It's hilariously sad, but we've done this to ourselves. We're so innately afraid of ourselves and others that we feel the need to censor and police everyone else's experience because of our own hangups. We see someone not playing the game and we got a tattle on them. Hey, those people are having too much fun. This game is shitty. It was made shitty and it's meant to be shitty, kid. 
Now you sit down, throw your dice, drown in debt, let us companies sell you back every basic human right you're entitled to, get shit on until you feel like throwing shit back, and then you fucking die. Rinse and repeat. You think this game called life is supposed to be fun or something? Sounds like you got too many dings on that brain pan of yours. You see how absurd this sounds? Yet that's exactly what's happening. My entire life, I've struggled to find my place in this world. I honestly, truly do not know where I fit in. I never have. I've tried all my life to find somewhere that I make sense, and I can't find one. And I know there are so many of you out there feeling the exact same way. And it's time for us outsiders, the rebels, the trailblazers, and the weirdos to unite. The system ain't fixing itself, and all of us on the outside can see just how broken it is. We can't succumb to the broken machine. We have to fix it, because we're the only ones with the viewpoint that can. People in the machine are too wrapped up in it, and we got to help them get out of it. And unfortunately, I fell and thought the only place that was more warm and inviting than my fellow humans was the inside of a bottle. But inside of a bottle is just that, more self-imposed limitations. Now that I'm painfully aware of every day, every memory, and now that I'm fully present again, I'm just taken back to being a kid, so happy and so excited for life and the possibilities of this existence. I've rekindled that kid in me that just wants to show the world the joy of embracing who you are, to share the fulfillment that comes from creating something uniquely your own and sharing it with others. Yes, that same kid that was called a faggot every day of his young life by grown-ass adults for just for trying to bring a little fucking color to this world. For just trying to express the wonder he felt on the inside. And for just trying to make the world a brighter place. Why is it that we shit on the people that are trying to make the world a better place? You know what's shitty? is that when I discovered there's something more to this life, that there's a whole universe of infinite possibility, and that the magic and wonder I believed was real when I was a kid actually is real? Imagine my excitement to share that with other people. Magic is real. Possibilities are endless. Anything is possible. That's exactly what we all want to believe, right? Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> but yet again, the sad truth is that most people think I'm crazy. I, I try to explain the spirit realm and magic and quantum physics, and I just get blank stares. <laughs> I mean, and this isn't everybody. I'm just saying it's, it's a big chunk of people that I kind of just am met with this, well, I'm glad that's working for you kind of write-off response. But, and there are some people that really get it. But, you know, everyone is so sad and enveloped by this confused chaotic existence that when you tell them there's so much more and all you have to do is believe in something more then they think you are the crazy one like you who is telling everyone we have the power to make our lives anything we want that we're all here exactly when we should be and that every single moment is an opportunity to change all you have to do is wake up Somehow that sounds more crazy than slogging through life wallowing in self-hate on the path to self-destruction, where the point of life is misery, shame, and conformity, tearing down anyone who tries to build themselves up out of this bullshit. Yeah, somehow I'm the crazy one. We've gotten ourselves so far down the shithole that we all want to jump ship. I'll tell you, this fucking ship is sinking, but the band is still playing. So you're either taking a plunge or you're enjoying the music, convincing yourself that everything is fine, just like that dog in the burning house meme. 
That's the other thing. I see so many memes about like crippling anxiety, depression, doom and gloom, and they resonate with so many people, even me. And like, is that normal? Is it normal to be depressed all the time? To look at this absolutely fascinating existence and constantly ask yourself, why the fuck am I here in this bullshit? Why am I in this fantastic, wondrous hell where I move this meat suit with nothing more than the power of my mind? Woe is me. Woe is all of us. I ask you again, is that fucking normal? After finding myself again, I've been so much more productive. I found my passion again. I found my zest and excitement for life and creation that I had when I was a kid. I've, you know, it's always been there, but it's it's just been operating under the surface of all these bullshit layers that I'm finally peeling back and getting back to who I am. I've done more this year than I have in the last five, but now we're smacking up against another obstacle, social media and the fucking shadow ban. You may not notice it, but it's outrageous and it's only getting worse at, at fucking an alarming rate. Nobody sees any of our stuff anymore, and our engagement is in the toilet, and we have experienced virtually no follower growth. It's because the social media platforms are banning people, and they don't even tell you. This might not worry some of you, but as an artist and an entrepreneur, our entire livelihood is based on building our brand and connecting to an audience via social media. So I finally get sober, and I'm so fired up to create and come back to a world where the art we all work so hard on to bring joy to the world gets us shadow banned on social media platforms for f showing fucking cleavage. You realize we live in a world that is so fucking backwards and caught up in its own regressed perversions that something as natural as the female body gets you banned? A breast has zero fucking sexual context until you apply one to it. Let me, let me say that louder for the people in the back. Boobs in themselves are not sexual. Someone viewing a breast applies a sexual context to the breast by imagining what they would do to it. It becomes sexual by the viewer's own imagination. So when something as innate as a part of the female body gets flagged, it's getting censored because the person reporting it is imagining the breast in a sexual context. The only one being perverted in this situation is the one doing the fucking flagging. Way to go, social media platforms. Way to put the power with the perverts. Now we all have to live in a censored society that only breeds more unhealthy views and regressed perversions around sex and the female body. The fact that society says women have to cover their bodies is the very thing that sexualizes them. Conservatives think they're all doing a justice to the world by saving the fragile minds from the horrors of nudity, but all they're doing is telling the young, hey, the reason women cover their bodies is because the nude female form is for one thing and one thing only, sex. You can only view a female body through the lens of sex, otherwise it must be covered up. Do you see how this is backwards bullshit indoctrination? We're perpetuating unhealthy views towards women's bodies, yet we expect boys to grow up and not view women as sex objects. Are men's bodies viewed as objects of sex? No. Why? Well, we sure do see topless dudes everywhere. It's fucking normal. No one gives a shit about seeing a shirtless dude. Therefore, no one applies any shameful context to the male body because the male body doesn't need to be covered up. Let's dissect this even further and discuss sex itself. The lascivious, perverted, shameful act of procreation that without it, the entire human race would go extinct. Why are we so fucking weird about something as natural as fucking sex? 
because generations of generations trying to sweep the subject under the rug. Because society has made it so fucking taboo, so weird, that we are uncomfortable with our own fucking bodies and the, the processes that we perform, we've shamed ourselves into fucking oblivion. People fuck in infinitely creative ways. It's a natural expression. It's a beautiful and transcendent way to express profound love and emotion. It's one of the most profound experiences we know we can have. Of course society would want to cover that shit up and shame everyone about it. <laughs> it brings joy and like amazing experience to our lives. Fuck that shit. Shame it. No one should be enjoying sex. Everyone should be shamed of it. And it should be swept under the fucking rug. Like, who cares if someone is sexually promiscuous? As long as they practice safe sex practices, what is the harm? Why can dudes fuck whoever they want, but a lady is a slut and should be avoided like the lowly tarnished sex object she is? Like, what the fuck is with that? Why do we shame porn stars and we almost, and almost like everyone watches porn in the secrecy of their own homes? Oh, you'll debase yourself to them, but publicly shame them. To be honest, they're doing everyone a legit public service. They're literally putting themselves out there for the healthy enjoyment of others, yet they must be shamed. Like, seriously, what the fuck? Why? Why are we like this? Because the sad truth is that we are so far into the fog of repression and confusion that we do not want to be happy. We've forgotten how to be happy, and we don't want to be happy. We sabotage ourselves, and we sabotage others, and we're oftentimes doing it subconsciously. Why? Because the blunt truth that we are all collectively and individually responsible for our own unhappiness is just too much to bear. It's so much easier to blame something outside of yourself. It takes legit mental fortitude to stand in front of a mirror, look into your own eyes, and say, I'm responsible for my own experience. While we've been on this spiritual learning journey, we've pretty much been hermits. In the last, last night was the first big social event I went to, and, and we asked someone how they were doing, and they said, horrible, awful. And then, I asked, then they asked us how we were doing, and we said, like, great, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and this person was totally taken aback that we would say that we were doing amazing when they just told us they were horrible. They were almost, like, offended. <laughs> we're so far down the crazy hole that we actually expect everyone else to be miserable with us. We live in a world where it's actually jarring to hear someone is actually doing great. <laughs> they said, oh, wow, you're just totally proud of that, huh? And you know what? damn right we're proud of that because it takes fucking work to be great it takes work to be comfortable in your own skin and be genuinely grateful for simply existing it takes work that most people don't want to do rather than actually put in the work to pursuing their own happiness they'd much rather wallow in the misery and bring everyone else down to them because that's easier this is what I'm saying. We think we praise people for pursuing happiness, but actually, we try to sabotage them whether we're conscious of it or not. And this is where we are. This is the state of humanity. Now, I realize there are plenty of people out there being positive lights and pursuing their own happiness and helping others do the same. And you all keep doing what you're doing. I'm just calling out the bullshit we have collectively swept under the rug because it's time we roll up our sleeves and clean that shit out. And the first step to doing that is to stop lying to ourselves. So maybe some of you are listening to this podcast, and maybe it's my hope that these words get you to stop and think, hmm, am I doing any of this subconsciously and not even knowing it? 
I'm not saying you are, but I'm just saying think about it because I was doing some things that I didn't even know either. And that's what I'm saying. We got to stop lying to ourselves and we got to be really honest with ourselves if we ever want to change ourselves and in turn change everyone else for the better. I wrote the first draft of this episode and it was laden with fuck this is and fuck that's and it was angry and it was vicious. But then, you know what? I took a break and I went and enjoyed an impossibly good vegan burger with someone whom I love dearly, and then I came back to reread it. When I came back in a different mindset and I looked at what I was actually saying in between the fucks, I realized I was making the same mistake I was writing about. Everyone is juicing up what they're saying with the fuck this is and the that's, and people have stopped hearing what's between the fucks. I was gonna yell this episode and rant and rave, but I realized I could say the same thing in a way that would actually connect. Yeah, I still said fuck plenty of times, but trust me, it was in a much more productive way. Because had I recorded this when I was still angry, it would have been a completely different podcast. And emotions are like that. They're an amazing tool for motivation. I let my angry flow out of me in a safe way on the page and then revisited it when, what I had to say once the lava cooled down a bit. And I was able to pick out the core of what I was actually upset about. And sometimes I may not have even known where, what, like, what was bubbling under the surface had I not let the anger flow out. I thought about just going zen and just wishing it away. Positive thoughts, man, positive thoughts. You know? And I thought about smacking it under the rug with positive thoughts. But you know what? That's exactly what this whole podcast is about. And it's the mistake that we're all making. We're sweeping so many traumas, so much hurt under the rug because no one knows how to properly release it and process it. It's like we're our, the fucking Dr. Seuss book where there's that giant lump under the, <laughs> under the rug. It's a walk it in my pocket. That, that lump under the rug scared the shit out of me. I forget what it was called, but it was scary. Uh, but, you know, life isn't about trying to convince yourself that you should just be happy all the time. No, because that, again, you've heard me talk about it. That's living life on one note. Even happy is one note. Happiness and joy is one note, just like sad and and angry. Our lives are a beautiful song that has ups and downs, highs and lows, and many notes and many rhythms and many things coming together to form a beautiful song. No, sadness and anger, they exist for a reason. They are dimensions in which to see a situation. They are very valuable tools to see things from a different perspective. Can you imagine what society would be like if we didn't have anger or sadness? (laughs) We'd be locked in this horrifying existence of never being able to express displeasure at anything. We'd just have to have to be okay with everything. That sounds like a hellish nightmare. Well, now imagine if we lived in only a world of sadness and anger. That was only two dimensions of sadness or anger. Where, Where we could only respond with those emotions... You know, it shouldn't be too hard to imagine because we're practically living that reality. Just like addicts, we've conditioned our bodies to be addicted to despair. And there's actual neuroscience that backs this up. If you continually operate in high levels of stress, doing nothing to actually run your computer, your bio computer, just running it on autopilot and emergency mode, eventually you start to short circuit. What happens with a computer when it's running a lot of programs at high volume? It sucks up the RAM, and then the computer starts to run really slow, and then you've got a shitty computer on your hands because you're overworking your computer. Well, your body and your mind is just like a fucking computer. (laughs) Stop overloading it and stop living your life in the stress zone. 
because that's the fight or flight response. Most people live every day in the stress zone of the fight or flight response. And what that does chemically to your body is it prepares you to either run from some fucking attacker or fight the attacker. And how does that translate into everyday life when you're at work, when you're in your relationships? If you're in stress all the time, your body has literally prepared you to respond in an aggressive way to any situation. Is that where you want to live your whole life in that mode? No, you got to start fucking defusing your life and your mind and with things like meditation. Like go back, I have an episode about meditation. It is an amazing way to start taking control of the programming and you become not just the program, but you become the user and you are able to pick what programs you want to be running in your bio computer. Seriously, meditation, guys. I cannot stress enough that you really need to try out meditation at least 20 minutes every day. You know, after going back and reading all of this for this episode, it finally hit me. We're a post-traumatic society living in disorder. You don't believe me? Well, let me just read you what post-traumatic stress disorder is. And while I read the symptoms, think about how this applies to the human race as a whole. Okay, you ready? So post-traumatic stress disorder is a mental condition that is triggered by a terrifying event, either experiencing it or witnessing it. Symptoms may include flashbacks, nightmares, and severe anxiety, as well as uncontrollable thoughts about the event. So let's say, uh, what are the symptoms? PTSD symptoms are generally grouped into four types, intrusive memories, avoidance, negative changes in thinking and mood, and changes in physical and emotional reactions. So let's, what is intrusive memories? So symptoms of intrusive memories may include recurrent, unwanted, distressing memories of the traumatic event, reliving the traumatic event as if it happened again, upsetting dreams or nightmares about the traumatic event, severe emotional distress or physical reactions to something that reminds you of the traumatic event. Well, that to me sounds like what we call today being triggered. Also, how many times have you experienced something and your brain just won't let that shit go? And you're like, why the fuck did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? And you're just stuck on that. Like, I think everybody does that. Think about that on a grand scale of humanity. Oh, it sounds like, uh, that sounds like the human race. Now let's go to avoidance. Symptoms of avoidance may include trying to avoid thinking or talking about the traumatic event, avoiding places, activities, or people that remind you of the traumatic event. Again, that sounds a lot like being triggered. We don't want to talk about things. We're, we're uncomfortable. They make us uncomfortable. And we're just like, nope, let's sweep that shit under the rug. Now, what's another symptom? Negative changes in thinking and mood. Symptoms of negative changes in thinking and mood, thinking and mood may include negative thoughts about yourself, other people, or the world. Hmm. Hopelessness about the future. Double hmm. Memory problems, including not remembering important aspects of the traumatic event. Difficulty maintaining close relationships. Feeling detached from family and friends. Lack of interest in activities you once enjoyed. Difficulty experiencing positive emotions. Feeling emotionally numb. On a big scale, do you think that that, that sounds like humanity? Like we're so disconnected and we don't know how to connect anymore. We don't even know what's wrong. And I don't know how many people feel very hopeless about the future. And many people have very negative thoughts about themselves. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a whole new episode on like believing in yourselves because I don't know, man, like that's the one thing that I was always able to do. 
And it seems weird to people and it seems off-putting to just think that you're a badass. Like, I think I'm a badass, but I think everyone's a badass. I don't think I'm a better badass than anyone else, but I know that I'm a badass and so is everyone else. And that's my stance on it. But people don't see themselves as badasses. And that, to me, is like... What the hell, dude? Uh, you you move this meat bag with the with <laughs> with only the power of your mind. That's pretty badass. And you can do anything just by thinking about it. That's pretty fucking badass. Come on, people, give yourself some more credit. So more symptoms of PTSD: changes in physical and emotional reactions. So symptoms include being easily startled or frightened, always being on guard for danger, self-destructive behavior such as drinking too much or driving too fast. Trouble sleeping, trouble concentrating, irritability, angry outbursts or aggressive behavior, overwhelming guilt, or (gasps) shame. There you go. There you have it. We're just shaming the shit out of each other because we have all this trauma collectively and we have no fucking clue how to deal with it because nobody wants to talk about it. So that's the thing, guys. We have to start talking about it. We have to start having these uncomfortable these uncomfortable conversations. If your family dynamic is, you know, it starts with yourself. Once you feel like, you, you know, with, like I said, you got to put a lot of work into yourself and becoming someone that you, you got to be a badass. You got to believe that you're a badass. But then once you start expanding your reach a little bit, then you probably go to your family and the ones closest to you. And if you have situations in your life that something is bothering you and you can't expect everyone to read your mind. Maybe the people that are hurting you don't even know they're hurting you. And I'm sure that those people love you. And when it comes to family, you got to remember that the baseline of your family, everybody truly loves each other. But there are many layers on top of that. There might be anger. There might be some weird issues that gets in the way of that love. So what you have to do is peel off those layers. And yeah, it might get ugly. Yeah, it might be uncomfortable. But get the peeling that up gets you back to the layer of love which is what we all want. We all just want to be loved, dude. Yeah, you can that is true for every single human on this planet. We all just want love. So peel up those layers, pull up that rug and sweep that shit out. Talk, have uncomfortable conversations with your friends, your family, those close to you. Like if something's bothering you, start to air it out, man. It's time. It's like don't let that shit go under the surface and just fester because think about how much happier you could be if that's not on your conscience. So fixing yourself and fixing other people really just starts with facing it and not running away from it. Because when you run away from it, shit only gets worse. So that's what I got to say to y'all today. And uh, you can be looking out for new episodes of Sputron every Monday. I'm really going to, I'm putting in the effort. It's going to happen every Monday or more rather every Sunday at midnight. I'm going to do my best. And then also there's going to be some surprise episodes throughout the week. So I hope something I've said has resonated with you because that's what I'm here to do. Just use my words to reach you guys and rally the outsiders, rally the weirdos. Because we really can change the world. We got to stop feeling like we're so helpless because we're not. We are the most powerful things on the planet, each and every one of us. And, you know, a single... An inferno starts with a single spark of intention. So it's time for us to unite and it's time for us to bring about change and make this world a world where everybody wants to live in it. Because that is possible. That is straight up fucking possible. It might not seem like it is, but it is. And it's going to be a daunting task. It's going to be a lot of work. But guess what? 
Machines don't fix themselves. Well, I'm your pal Sig Neutron, and I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find me on the social medias uh, at Sig Neutron on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check us out on TikTok, which we're shadow banned on there because they have to pre-approve our fucking uh, post every time we post something now, which is insanity. Oh, just because we showed cleavage in a video? Holy shit. Woe is fucking me. Yeah, I know. And TikTok is like run by China and it's this whole thing. But still, it's like a U.S. parent company says they're fighting against the Chinese and their censorship. But I don't see it because we're getting fucking banned for boobies that are actually covered boobies. Ugh. Anyways, you can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash signeutron, uh, where I do some live sculpting and stuff. Uh, also, join the the Cigarette Pack. It's our cool uh, home for wayward weirdos where we share art with each other, and it's a really fun community. Um, we have emotional support channels and all kinds of stuff. So if you go to my Twitter, at signeutron, click the invite link on a pinned tweet that I have, and uh, come and join us. Share us. Show us what makes you weird. Also, uh, we have a Patreon, me and Ranny, where we I post a lot of how-to videos. Uh, we post sexy photo shoots, weird shit, uh, all kinds of Patreon-exclusive content that you definitely don't want to miss. Uh, so follow us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash rancig. And also, I'm going to be a lot more active on the YouTube lately. So I got a lot of fun videos. We're gonna, I'm going to start a series called NetWielder which uh, it's harnessing the power of the internet. I'm going to, again, I'm building an audience, and I'm going to prove to the world that we can actually make change, and the power is with the people, and it's always been with the people. We just need a catalyst to bring us together. So NetWielder is going to be my show about documenting my quest to wield the power of the internet to bring about change and also just absurd, good-natured fun and make this world a little bit more interesting than it is now and create the world that we want to create and show people the power was with the people, okay? <laughs> Can't stress that enough. But yeah, that's going to be on youtube.com slash rancig unless it gets flagged and taken down for some reason because the government doesn't want us having the power. Who knows? But if you dig this podcast, please rate and review it. Uh, that really helps it get seen. I'm really trying to put all efforts in here to build the brand and build the community and bring about great change in the world. So if that sounds like something cool and you want to be a part of Please uh, share my stuff, tell people about it, um, and help me get the word out there because together we really can change things. I truly believe that because anything is possible and magic is fucking real. <laughs> uh, well, I'm your pal Sig Neutron. I think I already said that. Um, and until next time, stay weird, stay open-minded, and if you're not looking, then you're not going to find it.